Final Saturday of the regular season conference tournaments in men's basketball across this great country. And the Pitt Panthers have positioned themselves, hopefully, for an NCAA tournament bid for the first time since 2015-16. So, we await the news. We take a look at the situations. A lot of bracketologists are weighing in. Things change by the hour, by the minute. Tonight will be no different. And the Panthers look to be in that 10-11 spot based on all accounts in terms of their seeding for the NCAA tournament. Although that could change. Obviously, you've got bid stealers, automatic qualifiers from conferences. You've got teams like Penn State that are making a nice run in the Big Ten tournament. Penn State beat Northwestern last night. will play in the semifinals of the Big Ten tournament tonight. The farther they go, the more their position is essentially switched with Pitt. What do you think about this? Where, where should Pitt fall? What are your thoughts? What would disappoint you? What would excite you? For the Pitt Panthers in the NCAA tournament, taking your calls all morning, 412-928-9370. Going to talk Pitt basketball. Let's talk ACC tournament. We'll talk about the game against Duke, which wasn't much of a game. I was there for it. Got back from Greensboro late Thursday night. Obviously a disappointing uh, outcome for the Panthers in that basketball game. However, a season that nothing should be taken away from and one that I believe deserves to be rewarded uh, with a postseason berth. Could be in Dayton. Could be other elsewhere. We will certainly find out. I also want to talk pit football today. Spring practice starts Tuesday. What are the storylines? What positional battles? Spring ball is always a fun time because it's it's the immediacy of the season isn't there. So it's, it's really about finding out who you are. It's about finding out what you have. And then obviously the spring game, the Blue Gold spring game, we played April 15th at Acrisure Stadium. That kind of caps it all before we head into the summer months and football looms right around the corner. Pit Wrestling, NCAA championships this week. Nino Bonacorsi, Mickey Phillippe, and company. Cole Matthews making a run in Tulsa. Always a fun time. Keith Gavin and his team with a excellent season once again, a top 25 caliber season. Looking to bolster that season with some All-Americans and potentially we'll see if Nino, who's the number one overall seed, can bring home a national championship. He's the first number one overall seed at the 184-pound weight class since Keith Gavin did it back in the mid-2000s. So a lot to talk about with Pitt Sports. Want to hear from you, 412-928-9370. So Greensboro, I was there. ACC tournament will be in Washington, D.C. next year. I'm looking a little bit more forward to the festivities there than I was in Greensboro, although it was a good time. All the talk going into the ACC tournament, Joe Lenardi probably said it most succinctly, was Pitt needed to win a game, one game. They needed to win one game of their, the balance of their four games of the season, including the ACC tournament, to secure an NCAA tournament bid. Well, that might not be totally true. Because Lenardi is, now has Pitt too close to call in terms of where they're at. Believes they're in. Same number of accounts where he's, he's answered specific questions about Pitt and said he believes they're in the tournament, but a, but a bus trip to Dayton may not be out of the question. So the Panthers took care of business against Georgia Tech. But there's some troubling things about this team of late. It's not offensively. I mean, certainly Duke pre presented some challenges. We'll talk about that game. But offensively, the Panthers are as capable as any team in the country of scoring and shooting the basketball. Jeff Capel, who was named ACC Coach of the Year, an extremely, extremely well-deserved honor. 
has done a great job assembling this team. We've talked about it and, and growing this team throughout the season. This team has improved. It's something we haven't seen the previous four years. They played their best basketball probably from the middle of January to the middle of February. Obviously, the, the balance of the season, the ending of the season, late February, early March, is where you make your, your greatest impression on the pollsters. You make your greatest impression on the bracketologists. You make your greatest impression in terms of where you will ultimately end up come tournament time. And this pit team fell off a little bit, and it wasn't for a lack of offense. I think what we saw from this team was a lack of defense. This is a team that's given up over 80 points in four of their last five games. Georgia Tech notwithstanding. Really tough to win games in March like that. Really tough to win games. And obviously, who they've played against in, the, in those games certainly has, has something to do with it. Miami and Duke are, obviously, we saw that game last night. It was toe-to-toe. Duke pulled away late. You're talking about two of the best offensive teams in the ACC right now, if not this country. I think Duke might be the hottest team in the country. Jay Billis said it last night. They're a national championship caliber team. I agree. They're young, but they turned old. They've come of age. They're immensely talented. They're difficult to guard. They've got seven footers that can step beyond the arc. They switch one to five on defense. They're tough. They're really good. Miami, obviously, guard-driven, extremely hard to guard with Nigel Pack and Isaiah Wong. Wong winning the ACC Player of the Year honors. Really tough team to, to, to contend with. But Panthers playing those two teams, obviously, in that those last five games. Notre Dame caught fire in Mike Bray's last home game. Caught fire. Panthers handled Syracuse at home in their homestand, their final home game, senior day at the Peterson Event Center. And Georgia Tech made a run in the early in the second half. And that's where we see, we've seen these lulls in games defensively. And, and it, it tends to happen off of turnovers or missed shots. We've seen rebounding be a problem. This isn't a team that they're longer than they've been, but against a team like Duke and a team like Miami with some of the size they have and athleticism, struggle to not only defend but, but defend their own glass. But that doesn't take away from their resume overall. I'm just saying, what, it, what has us in this position right now? As we look to, to next year and beyond, what are, the, what are the areas in which this team, this program needs to improve if they're going to be a ACC title contender again and look to make a push through March? And look, I, I think this is a team that can make some noise getting in the tournament, provided the matchups. Provided the matchups. Basketball is such a matchup-driven game. But this is a team that can score enough offensively in a multitude of different ways. Jamarius Burton off the bounce one-on-one. Elliot Henson catch and shoot. Nike Sabandi can do a number of different things. Federico Federico had a great, great game against Georgia Tech. They really did a nice job getting him involved early. Scored in double figures. Obviously rebounded the ball well. Changed shots on defense. The Twins continue to improve. If you see them around... Just encourage those guys to keep keep eating and lifting. If they put some pounds on, man, they're going to be really good. So they've got a lot of different parts. Nelly Cummings, a lot of different parts that can make noise, but we need to find out where that noise is going to be made. What do you think? 412-928-9370. Where are the Panthers going to end up? Looking at that 10-11 slot, I've seen Albany projected. I've seen Columbus projected. I've seen Dayton. 
Obviously, the first four played on Tuesday and Wednesday. Play a game I've seen projected against Arizona State, which would be an interesting matchup. Certainly, two teams that would be fighting for a spot in the final 64, make the field of 68, but do they do they advance to the next round? Then this would ensue with weeks of chaos and hopefully continued progress. But I want to go back to a point I made earlier, and I, I, I try to remind myself of this because this is the time of year where we, we tend to get lost in living every, every game as, it's, as if it's a season or every stretch of games. And, that, and that's what March is in, in basketball. That's why we love it. You know, what you do in March defines you. But I don't think that anyone can look at this season Look at the recruiting class that Jeff Capel and his staff have put together coming in for next season. Take a look at the blueprint that he and his staff were able to utilize to take advantage of the transfer portal and get veteran proven commodity players and not think that this year was an unequivocal success. A giant step forward. A giant step forward. This is a program that sputtered in years past. Hasn't been relevant in seven seasons. All been well documented. But we've had games at the Peterson Event Center where the crowd was like the old days. We had a team that played unselfish. A team that was fun to watch and still is. A team that's in the conversation for a postseason bid for the first time in several years. So certainly... There is room to grow.